Blog Talk Radio. Why is it always me? I don't know. We'll see what happens. What? Why is it always me? I'm Well... I don't know, we could. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to lose my mind. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. You can turn your headphones down if you have to. Yeah, but then I won't be right here. We're playing around with some technical uh, stuff, and we're getting uh, strange echoes in our headphones. And Shane's being a baby about it, really, and complaining. <laughs> yeah. You just I have to deal with four it. voices in my head. I'm all like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. A lot I don't know. You could take that? that. You could take the headphone off. I, it's. I, I think it might not be as bad for me as it is for you. I don't know, but we don't actually have to hear it. Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> at one point, we might <laughs> might have to start the show. Uh, this is uh, ruscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. With me, as always, is Shane Leonard. Hello. <laughs> Who doesn't like the new setup we I'm have? I'm gonna try and plug in that. I don't know. We could, uh, you know, we could undo it. I don't know if you want to mess with the headphone. <sighs> anyway, this week we're doing Paranorman. <laughs> Shane is just <laughs> so bummed. <laughs> so funny. It's cracking me up right now because, like, you know, that Saturday Night Live skit is popping into my head. Yeah, like, great. I want to start going. All right. Yeah. I mean, tell me about that. All right. I'm gonna try that. You're gonna try what? Can I undo this? Yeah. Then you have to plug in the whole other thing. Okay. Anyway, um, we did have a uh, couple, couple of things. <laughs> a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. Oh, now you did it. Ah, uh, that's what I was. There's my. Uh, that was the feedback. Maybe it's just turned up too loud. Here, give me it back. What do I need? Where's the plug? I don't know. <laughs> talk about something. All right. So. Um, I think we have this under control, but... I think we plug this back in. All right, plug it back in. Just drive me crazy. It's fine. We'll work on it next week. All right, there you go. Ah, oh, maybe turning that down. Now yeah. turn up your headphone. All right. All right, sorry All right. about that. It's, it's still there. I'll live with it. It's, still, it's not as bad as it was. Here, hold on. Okay, listen. Seriously, start talking about the movie or something. Well... Okay, so we're going to we saw Paranorman, and actually this week, sorry for all the babbling <laughs> yeah. to start with, we actually did just walk out of the theater, so we've got that going for us. Yeah, um, which may turn out to be really interesting because Shane was having many negative comments as we walked out. I wouldn't say that. Why would you not say that? You totally did. You were, you were, um, you were saying all sorts of bad things about it. Anyway, before we jump into the movie. I did. I did want to just say, um, you know, <laughs> just keep going, <laughs> dude. Get away! What are you doing? I'm trying to turn down the volume. No, now you broke the computer. No, it's it's the volume. All right. All right. Talk about why you didn't like the movie. We walked out of the movie and we were taking a couple seconds. I just hit the volume down button. We walked out of the film. There, see? That's what it was. Uh, We walked out of the film, and I was just starting to say that um, I'm a big fan of these kind of movies. And even um, even though some films like Monster House aren't necessarily clay animation, um, I still count them as being this type of film. And that I, I thought, even though this movie is, um, probably a good time for parents to take their kids to because their kids will really enjoy it. I thought that it, as the hierarchy of these types of films go, um, that it was at the bottom, that I really didn't think it was in the same league of stuff by Artman Animation or Tim Burton. Or... Now you get a phone call. No, it's not bad enough I'm to turn like everything off. All right, here we go. Um, so that that was my, my opinion on the way out. Okay, so, I mean, just we're starting right out with you didn't like it. I was disappointed with it, and I think that um, I think that it looked it looked great, and it continued to look great all the way through, um, but I had problems with the, the choice of how they did the story. Well... Okay, so we should we should say to start out with, I mean, this is like from a book, 
right. I, I guess our genius fix for the headphones. This isn't working. <laughs> okay, I could change it back. Okay. No, no, no. You, you, we'll do the show. <laughs> Last thing I want to be is the diva who killed the afternoon's podcast. Well, uh, too late for that. We could we could switch the headphone thing back. No, no, it, I think we're good. It doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, uh, the one thing that I did want to say before before we get too far in, um, you know, call in. The line is open to call in. We've got the chat room open. Yeah. And uh, if you are not listening to this live, uh, you know, go to areyouscreening.com. Or find us on Facebook or something. And yeah, we never and, mentioned the Facebook and, stuff. And check in w- with what show we've got coming up the next week. Let right. us know if you have something you want us to to talk about during the show or ask questions or anything like that. Um, I got a couple of questions, and I, I thought they were a little strange because they're like totally off topic, <laughs> okay. which is fine, I guess. But you mean for the movie or from emails or what? Emails. Oh, okay. Um, but it was they were I got two different emails. They were kind of talking about the show or okay. you know, like, hey, I listened to the show or something like that. But then they asked questions that have nothing to do with any of the movies we reviewed or any of the movies <laughs> we're about to be reviewed. And so the answer to those questions are no, I don't think Vertigo is the best movie ever. Oh. And the movie that I have seen the most is Monty Python's Quest for the Holy Grail. So that's out of the way. So there were two <laughs> we're questions. Told. One person asked two questions, or we had two. No, I had things. two different people, and they just said one of Vertigo, the well, because you know the whole thing list came right, out, Vertigo and everything, beat Vertigo. Citizen Kane, which I think, yeah, t- uh, totally is. Uh, I don't know. It's not. It's not even my favorite Hitchcock film. So how can right. it be the best? The best movie. But anyway, um, just to throw that out there. So, but do you know? Send us your emails or right. get in touch with us about the show or, you know, give us thoughts and comments of what's right. coming up. Another thing that I wanted to mention is we are now at the point where uh, we have finally broken into the home release of movies we've reviewed. That's actually kind of a really fun landmark. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of interesting. I'm really curious to see if we, you know, if we get some listeners, Hunger Games is out. Yep. You know, you went and bought it. So, you know, you now is a good time. If you're listening to this, go back and check out our initial, you know, review of that. Right. Which, that was the first one we did, I think, right? Was yeah, that, that was the our first, first I show. think that was the first one. Um, so, I'm really curious to see if people are going back. Because one of the interesting things about doing this show for me is going back to see, you know, do people listen to your show and then go back and you know, pick up some other episodes, which is just sadly not how people work, really. Right. Because <laughs> I do that, but I do, I know, I do too. The average and, person just doesn't. But and, I do. And yeah, that's just not what people do. You yeah. know, they go, okay, fine, we'll listen to your review of this, and then oh, you've done these other shows. Well, we wow. don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> maybe they'll even you know subscribe. We'll tune in next week, and right. the next week after that, we'll we'll still be here. But you re- you did something in the past. I don't care. So I am actually kind of interested, but people do listen. We have been getting several uh, bumps to like our last few weeks. Nice. Like last week, um, as we've been saying week after week, the numbers just keep going up like amazingly and are uh, unbelievably confusing and amazing. They're inspiring and absolutely confusing, but we love it. And what is really cool is that every time you get every next week that we get a big huge jump in that week's show the you know previous two or three weeks we'll get another a little bump a, another little bit of a bump too right. so that's awesome but i'm really curious to see what will happen now that we've actually hit where we have a movie that we've reviewed and it hits on home video right so, um, you know, go back, check out The Hunger Games, and we'll, we'll, see. If, we'll see if anybody actually does it. We, we should point out, even though it's not a new thing, we, we could talk about The Hunger Games again if we had a strange influx of a bunch of people saying, oh, we disagree with you guys. What do you think? Or, exactly. Yeah, just because we've passed the week that it came out doesn't keep us from bringing right. it up or talking about it. So, And, we, and we, we may do that as um, – as things come out, depending on like what kind of DVD release it gets, obviously the Hunger Games is huge. 
Right. You know, we may even just talk about like, you know, hey, there's an alternate ending or there's, right. you know, maybe, maybe there's something cool about re-reviewing, you know, whatever. Again. Now, the Hunger Games, I'm led to understand, has some pretty awesome special yeah. features. So, you know, I don't know. It's worth checking out. There's, there's also some other cool stuff that right. came out very recently, uh, like Full Metal Jacket, like 25th anniversary. Yeah. Blu-ray book thing. Anyway, um, and I, I think that's about it. We may have something. I just want to uh, throw it out because actually I don't know what we're going to do next week. Maybe sure either. hit and run. Uh, there's next week's kind of a weird week, but um, in a couple of weeks we may have someone on the show with us. So, That'd be fun. So tune in for that. That will be like the around September first show. Yeah. So that will be pretty cool, and hopefully we have a better way of hearing them than this because right. this apparently did not work out. I, I'm bleeding out of my nose at the moment. Uh, right. We could always do, you know, the Expendables two came out, and we we didn't do that for Paranorman this week. That right. certainly is still going to be around, and like you said, hit and run. Um, we could. I'm so not interested in seeing it. You know, it's funny too because <laughs> I know it was fresh in my mind that last week you said you weren't real big into the Twitter. And yeah, uh, I and I am. I go through my love and hate phases. <laughs> right. I, really I, I am. I'm pretty big on Twitter. And yeah. the last few days, I follow a lot of movie critics. Right. Even ones that I don't really know very well. Right. But I'll get I'll get you know people follow me and I look at it and they say they're a movie critic and I say whatever and I follow them. Right. Right. I don't even necessarily pay attention to who they are. So I follow like tons and tons of movie critics. And it was funny this week. Like there must have been ten or twelve people that. Uh, you know, the tweet came through, Expendables 2 was, like, the best movie I've seen in five years. Unfollow. That's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I've, how can you even, done how can you even begun to do that? Because if, you... if if you are willing to say that, I don't want to know any of the other things you say. So if I go see it and I come back to you <laughs> and I say, look, I thought The Expendables 2 was great, you're going to be like, okay, next week we have a new co-host. No, I don't – you know, if you liked it, <laughs> that would be okay if somebody said, hey, I – it was fun and I liked it, then that, that would be one thing. I'm show. I've been a very amusing, you know, target for you. Now, I, I have a, a root canal to be done uh, soon, so I'm taking your medication. I'm taking my medication for it. That's cool. In about 15 minutes, I'm going to get really loopy. And who knows what <laughs> right. I'm going to say because it be gives me a form of Tourette's. But. All right. So, um, yeah, all Shane drug fun aside. Uh, so yeah. on to Paranorman, right? Uh, right. It's, it's, it's been plenty long. <laughs> but 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 we babble, and that's what people like. That's what I hear. That's all what right. all the emails say. I don't know. So uh, we, you either believe we, them we or you don't. Right. But anyway, Paranorman. So we have the uh, you know stop motion animated feature film, which it, it's really that last part that I think Shane has a lot of problem with. Which part? Just the fact that you call it that it's a feature film. Well, yeah, and, uh, and and I I kind of agree. So um, I'm sure everybody probably knows, but you know he sees he sees dead people and he right. talks to them and it you know drives his parents crazy that they keep saying I was talking to grandma and. <laughs> She's sitting in the living room, whatever. Right. So obviously, no, we have a very serious bullying kind of scheme going on here. And it's, you know, focused on this is how we're going to pinpoint him as a freak. Right. For people to pick on at school. And he has a semi-friend who's, he's the fat one. Right. And that's why people pick on him. Right. And, and Norman... I guess almost even if he didn't, he's still kind of an odd boy, but you have to figure that's probably because he does talk to the dead people. Right. But One his room is, is all full of the zombie stuff, right. and he's very, you know, he's very kind of, uh, I don't know, sci-fi geekiness or whatever it is that he is, right? Right. Um, so he's wandering down the street saying hello to all the dead people right. as people watch him go down the street. And then, lo and behold... There's this big witch curse going on in their town, right. and their you know their whole their whole town is like witch town, right? Which all stems from this witch's curse, and it's, I thought it was just so funny. Like you see these towns all the time in movies, right? It's not just like they pulled that out. They're of not movie no, tropes. They're out of nowhere, right? For this movie, you you see that all the time where it's like it's the town was based on this, yeah. 
and this is some big historic thing of the town. And so now it's like, you know, Broomhilda's laundry and, right. you know, it's like the speedy, the speedy cackle pizza delivery yeah. or whatever it is. But like the whole town is all witch town. Right. Right. And as it happened in this movie, I was like, man, I want to go to one of them towns. It's like you should a, go to Salem. I, I want to find one of those towns <laughs> yeah. where it's really, you know, it's really like a modern-ish town, even if it's small, right? right? But it's all like that. I don't know. It's It comes through kind of weird in this, the way they deliver it at the beginning of the show that everything, everything is titled is, right. Witch Something. Anyway, so um, The Witch's Curse is basically the uh, you know zombie invasion that's coming of the certain the certain select zombies who right. are the bad people. So I mean that kind of gets you underway into this movie. Yeah. It's it's him seeing dead people. He has a crazy uncle that we don't talk about who sees uh, dead people who also sees dead people and then it, and then we find out that it's sort of this this whole chain of their family that it's right. been passed down and passed down. So his crazy uncle has to pass it down to him. And and basically everything is about bullying. Right. There's, there's the a not subtle subtext of bullying is the right. real I, oppressor here. Right. I think the problem with the movie, and I, by the time we're done here, I'm going to end up liking it a lot more than you, I think. Um this maybe not. One of those maybe maybe not a lot more or anything. I I didn't really love it, but I was pretty okay with it. The problem with the movie, I think, is that it's not only not subtext, but it's so far from subtext. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not only that they say, "Look, the kids bullying." It's like it, it's like they keep flashing red lights at right. you of bully this, bully that. Here's a bully. There's a bully. I right. mean, it's just bullying, bullying, bullying. And it's so kind of simplistic in everything that happens with bullying. Like if this movie worked a lot better and I mean, obviously this is, this is from a book, right? Which I, but everybody raves about, I know so many people yeah. who have said that it's awesome book. Right. And I've got to feel like everything in the book happens a million times better yeah. than it happens in the movie, or it just wouldn't be that popular a book. Right. I mean, not that you know Harry Potter is the world's best literature just because everybody loves it or anything, but sure. I mean, so many people have said so many positive things about this book. And I, I think there's no way the stuff happens in the way that it happens in the movie. And like you were talking about, there is it's clearly just not enough story to make a whole movie out of. Right. And the ways that they expand it are really painful. painful sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of the things are there are examples of scenes that just go on way too long. Like you, yeah. you were you were talking about. There's one scene where uh, the uncle's already dead. He has to get this book, and you know the uncle was holding it when he died. And he's, you know, pulling it out. And, and that scene goes on forever. Right. And the thing that's weird is that it, by the time it's gone on that long, there's like no payoff to it Absolutely at all. None. It's it's just – and then it stops happening at a certain point because there's no real end to that. But you watch yeah. it for so long. But also it's not only – you can clearly see where it's like we're just doing this over and over just because we have to get to that right. time. Right. But then there are also things like, well, we have to do something to expand time, so let's throw something in. So we get like, you know, the zombie ear falls when he's under the yeah. bed, which is like, you know, every horror movie ever has right. to, and he has to, he nudges Slowly it out, nudge you know, it forward. which, you know, some things we do in almost every movie for a good reason, <laughs> and sometimes it's just because we're trying to fill some time. Right. And there's so much of that in there. And some of the things that are throwaway things are great. Yeah. There are a few things, you know, when um, when his friend comes over with hockey mask on yeah. and says, look out the window. Right. Okay, that was, like, hilarious. That was funny. And it took, like, five seconds. Right. And you're and you move on, right. and, and it was really it, it was really funny. It was really funny that his phone rings with the, the theme Halloween music theme. from Halloween, right? And 
Everything about the kid's room was great, actually. Awesome. I want his alarm clock. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a, a very funny zombie alarm clock. Yeah. He's so in love with horror, and specifically zombies. And uh, his entire room is just decorated with posters. He's got zombie slippers. He's right. got zombie alarm clocks. He's got zombie everything. So, But, um, but that one little bit, that was such a strange example of how to do something like that well. You want to throw something in, then fine, throw something in. Here's yeah. just, you know, that wasn't, you know, moving the story along or whatever. That was no, just to just have a goofy part character where and, and he, he can talk to the kid. Right. And and so much of the other parts, even like, you know, they're driving, I don't want to like <laughs> just start saying parts of the story that aren't going to mean anything to people right. who are listening, but <laughs> Uh, you know, actually, pretty early on in the movie, we know that basically the zombie invasion is coming. Right. And he's going to try to stop it, and he has to do a certain thing at a certain place, but he gets, like, no intro into this, really, <laughs> except from his crazy uncle who says, um, do this. Right. Now, promise you'll do it. Okay, now I can leave. Right. Or whatever. So he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know where he's supposed to go. He doesn't know why he's supposed to be doing anything. Yep. Because his uncle's a little bit nuts and has been doing this a little too long, and he's not <laughs> going to be helpful. Right. Uh, because that would, like, throw the movie off if you if he knew too much, right? He wouldn't have to find out about stuff. Right. And uh, so he's he's going along. So we know the zombies are coming, and the zombies come. Yep. And then they're driving away in the car. Right. right. And that whole part was like just forever, too. Yeah. And it's like they kept throwing things in to try and go, OK, it's a little different now. Right. You know, but they're they're trying to escape the zombies in the car and in, in this big van. And it goes on and on and on. And then they get to a certain point and then, OK, now the cop is chasing us, too. Right. And then, you know, they go on. OK, now he's climbed down and opened the door and it, you know, and. If I guess maybe if there were some real horror movie where you were kind of translated all of that scene into real stuff that was supposed to scare adults, right. it might kind of actually be okay that it was that long or yeah. something. But it just like started getting really silly, which is probably not supposed to be as bad a thing when you're talking about a kid's movie. Right. But it just seemed like it, it just kept going on and on and on. And clearly, I mean, like you said, you, you know, maybe this is really like something that's supposed to be on TV. I just when when we were watching the movie, I felt this way when the scenes that seemed to be working and they were extrapolated way longer than they needed to be. And, and I thought, um, well, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I thought I thought basically you have a you have a movie studio that greenlights a movie, and like what we were saying before, they're not going to greenlight a fifty minute movie. You know, it's got to be at least eighty minutes. Most of these films run seventy eight, eighty two minutes, and right. the, this runs ninety two. And one of the things that I think they had to do was basically silly putty scenes, uh, basically stretch them and yeah. include as much activity as they could. But in the grand scheme of things, what I was telling you when we left the theater was I thought this would have been a really fun special at Halloween time or a two-part um, special on like Disney Channel or Nick Kids that if there had just been a little bit of commercials, this would have been such a tight, more fun, more entertaining and engaging story. But it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels really like the potential TV pilot for a cartoon show. And I don't even now thinking back on it and we've been talking about it before the show came on. I still don't feel like there's a like any reconciled to me that this was a movie that right. just had the feeling and it had the feeling from um, the way that it was edited too. It just didn't seem to be purposefully driven. It seemed to be very cut and paste driven. Um, and in those regards, like the transitions from scenes and even the scene where you were talking about when Norman is at his um, estranged uncle's place and he's trying to remove the book and he finally gets it after two minutes of was supposed to be awkward slapstick comedy that maybe maybe I'm too old for it. Maybe kids in the audience would really think that's funny. Um, well, and I, and I think maybe it was for a little while. For a little while. Uh, and I mean, then, I think it's perfectly fine goes, to I do have too. that scene at all. Right. Right. But just on and on, on and, and on. on and on. And again, you make another point. Even though what they were trying to do 
which they reinforced um, once the police officer gets introduced to the scene where they're all in the car and there's the zombie trying to get in. They're they're basically making an allusion to the Scooby-Doo stuff. You've got five characters in a van and the right. police officer even, and she does even the delivers the line Scooby-Doo the line right. of, I would have gotten it if not for those meddlesome kids. You know, it's wink, wink, nod, nod. The thing that the film just seems to try and attempt to do that others before it have succeeded so perfectly on that makes this film seem so clumsy with is that inclusion. That it is it is not like Shrek. It's not like Monster House or any of the Tim Burton films, which bring adults into the the realm that kids are already willing to just jump into, which is cartoon animation, and give the adults things to uh, grin on and snicker at as well. There, right. There's a moment when the zombies um, are taking over the town of Blythe Hollow, which is very actually kind of a funny name for the for the Salem representation that they've got. And one of the uh, flickering signs, I don't know if you saw this, it was uh, witchy wieners. And the W is blitzing in and out on the neon sign. So the sign says, itchy wieners. And it's oh, the most throwaway, right. immature joke. Right. But I realized in that moment, this isn't a film like any of the Shrek films or any of the uh, Pixar films, which bring the adults in. This is kind of like for if you're a kid and you bug your older brother or sister to take you. That joke is for them. Right. And there are so many jokes that wish they were for adults that are actually just for your older brother. Right. And I think in some way that well, doesn't make this film a, a flop. It just makes it, 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 it knew who its audience was supposed to be. And I think along the way of stretching what they had, they kind of forgot who that was in places. Not that it was never for kids, but that it just was not for enough. Right. And, and that's well, how and there, I felt about it, that it would have been a much better TV show than a movie. That there are, Weird things, too, when you're talking about uh, the other people watching it, yeah. even right from the beginning, like you mentioned this, at the very beginning, we're watching some strange thing that he's watching on TV. Right. So it's like the part we're watching is actually what's airing. Yeah, we're except watching him all, watching the movie. Except that it's almost like we're kind of watching like a, the blooper reel version of it or like the <laughs> right. unedited version of it or something because there's a zombie chasing this woman into her house. She's screaming and she does the whole like she screams and screams and screams, runs out of breath and like looks off camera over at the director right. and like, you know, kind of like, you know, gives him up. Yeah. Uh, How much more can I scream? And then she's like, oh, yeah. ah, starts <laughs> right. screaming again. And you know i don't i mean i guess that that's kind of that could work i guess for kids or something but it's not that's not going to do much for them compared to like the adults right. you know i mean that's like there's a lot of stuff and then and then they do another scene and you know the boom comes in and is like right in her face and right. everything and it's like i you know, most kids they'll be like going, "What is that?" Like right. they don't even they don't even get that. They don't even know that's that. Adults, that yeah. Whatever. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. But it was weird that it was trying to be. There were a lot of parts that were trying to be for, I guess, the adults who are watching, but in a really weird way. Right. I thought. I don't know. It was almost like it was, you know, when you have a movie like Shrek, which I thought did that so well. Right. Because and, whatever it is that you think is funny, everyone thinks it's funny. Right. And yet it's still like the parents think it's funny. And there right. are some extra things that are like, the kids are laughing at this for one reason, and the parents are laughing at it for another reason, but it's like still all the same thing. It's an all-inclusive moment. Right. And and in this movie, it was almost like, you, you know, let's cut to something else for like 20 seconds, and that will be funny for adults. Yeah. And the kids can just sit there and go, and just that's happening. Like, right, and just enjoy. <laughs> well, you've got the kids hooked Anyway, because like I said, it's an animated film. I know as a kid, I would watch anything that was animated just right. because it was animated. Right. I actually don't Especially know. if it's in the theaters. Oh, man. absolutely. Yeah. And I would always want to go see anything that was animated within you know within reason. But um, it's funny. I just noticed the chat. We've got a few people in there, and I don't know if I said it before or after Melissa – um, wrote, but she was actually asking a question about the adult humor and the, the flashing, flashing W, w which is right. what I mentioned about the the witchy wieners. Right. Unfortunately, um, the chat does not like 
being at us right. or anything. You know, well, and, and what she's saying, what she said right now, hi, you know, hi everybody in the chat, and Melissa is just saying that's my favorite part about the movies, the adult humor, and and I agree. I've I have I've been a fan of cartoons and animation of all different kinds of forms. Um, even like what you were saying when we were literally walking out, this all goes back to them wanting to animate skeletons for Sinbad to fight. You know, right. even that kind of animation. Even as a kid, I loved all of these types. And as I've grown up, I've never lost that love. But I've been very spoiled by companies like Ardman and Pixar and Tim Burton's, you know, ventures into the into the genre, which is they they don't leave me behind. They include me. And sometimes it's a very you know, over the head of kids, um, raunchy gingerbread man joke, right? which you wonder like, oh my God, did the kids in the audience really understand what right, that was right. really about? Or even if it's just some quick, um, quick throwaway line in an Ardman production, but I'm used to still being involved in it beyond the spectacle of enjoying animation in front of me. Right. And I didn't really feel that in this film. I felt, I felt like I was really too old for it, yeah. which was kind this of is... depressing in a way, like, cause I love Right. I love these films, and and this film has so much going for it. You know, I don't think the cast had a problem. I don't think the visuals the visuals are really really amazing looking. It, it is even if you're just watching it to just watch for the, it, just for it's the spectacle really scene. impressive. Right, yeah. and and sometimes when I found myself being bored with the film, I would just look at the film. I just <laughs> right. be like I've seen enough behind the scenes stuff to know exactly what this scene is looking like in a studio and the month and that it took to and, film right, this the, the three seconds, seconds right. Or whatever, right. <laughs> right and i'm and i so appreciate it and that's why i so really wanted to really get behind this film yeah. and why when i felt alienated or kind of bored from it i thought well it's kind of too bad. right this kind of uh i think this movie brings me around in a way to i i know i said this recently and i can't remember what what movie i said it about but <laughs> This is a movie that, like, when I got done watching it, I was like, "Man, I bet that's a great book." Because I yeah. had oh, uh, what did you say that over? Uh, I, I I had not I had not read was it was read it the book. Recall? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I had uh, not read God, you the book of this. That. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can tell what happened because we're making it a movie. Uh-huh. You can tell what happened because we have to make it too long. Right. And you can, you know, you can peel that all away in your in your mind and go, yeah, that's coming from, I think, a really strong book, right? right. And not only that, everyone has already said that it's a great book, right? But you know, the book is clearly trying to make this, you know, bully story come through. Yeah. But this movie, the way it gets done, and you know, having things like. That part where we we see the woman and she looks over at the director and all that. Yeah. You know, that's – I can't actually say this with 100% accuracy, right? But that's not in the <laughs> that's book. That's probably not that's in the some, book. <laughs> that's something they did because, you know, we have to throw some stuff in for adults because it's a movie. We have to lead into it in some movie way right. and get there, right? And a lot of the other parts, all these parts that are way too long, you know, they – they don't go on too long in the book, obviously, right? Right. But this whole bully story, which, you know, not that I am opposed to bullying stories. No. But everything is so simplistically told to you and told to you so often that it's like this is kind of the opposite of like a Pixar movie, right? Right. The The beauty of Pixar movies is that they do not talk down to kids at all. Right. And sometimes you you start wondering when you're showing a Pixar movie to your kid or watching a Pixar movie with your kid, do they even get what they're supposed to be getting? Because the movie is just kind of moving along right. and assuming you understand or assuming that you'll figure it out right. and we don't have to explain stuff over and over. And in this movie, it, it's like the opposite. It's like the kid has to be picked on and bullied like eight different ways yeah. before we ever even get anywhere because we really want you to understand that he gets bullied. Right. And, and so the way that we do that is we just keep saying it at you. Right. And, we'll, we'll hammer it home. Yeah. And I thought that got a little ridiculous. He's got the locker. Then he has to get bullied some more when he's on stage and, you know, it's a couple couple minutes hey, later or whatever. Hey, the bullying never ends. Like like you were starting to say, um, we shifted topics, but he was even getting, he's bullied at home. 
You know, right. he's, he's in a state of constant bullying, right. and the only time he feels comfortable and like himself is when he's with dead people. Right. You know, he's never truly alone. Um, there are things about his character. Uh, again, I didn't. I didn't hate the movie. There are things about his character that I think are very funny. Like Norman, his appearance is. There's a scene that they they use to establish it when he's getting ready to go to school in the morning, and he has a very Calvin and Hobbes ish scene where he's brushing his teeth and he just starts making zombie faces at himself and that's you know that's right. fine but he's actually combing his hair and he combs his hair down but like like the uh, the stereotype of anyone who's ever been frightened or scared your hair stands straight up on end his hair is constantly erect because he's always seeing dead people you know and it's right. that it's that subtle stuff that I have a, an affinity for like I like that stuff right and so but what happens in this movie when you take the book that is, you know, what What I think ultimately it, it came down to is that this should be a movie about the paranormal story. Right. With If you removed all bullying, except you can't remove all bullying because bullying is sort of at the, at the heart of it. But, right. but it should be about this, the paranormal story. And then, you know, the bullying stuff is sort of in there. Right. And you right? can make allusion to it. Without... And that's not what we get. This is no. like a bullying movie. And it's like right. accidentally we have to talk about this paranormal stuff because that's <laughs> the vehicle we're using right now. So right. we have to show it to you once in a while. Right. But but yeah. it's, it's only <laughs> – but it's it's almost like you had the writers, writer and directors. Um, it was almost like you could see them like, you know – wringing their hands, stymied. If only I could say bullying once more, but I can't because right. I have to show a dead person or right. something like that, right. you know? And and the dead people, it's funny because the dead people stick around if they died suddenly and have something left to do right. or if they died in horrible ways. So he's walking he's walking to school and there's there's like the mob yeah. guy hopping in his, in like, his cement shoes. Cement that was shoes. funny. And there's you know accident victims or whatever, right. and there's a guy from the war on yep. his horse and everything, and you you don't get it there because it's like too early. But once you see the whole movie, it's almost like you feel like that was a very frustrating scene. Yeah, because there was no bullying happening right. anywhere. It was just looking right. at all the dead people. Right? Yeah, and that's by the time you get to the end, you're like. Can I have like a couple of seconds without saying like bullying Bully. is bad? Right. And what I what I hate most about that is if you could peel this all away to like a script, mm -hmm. then I really like the story though. Right. I mean, I think this is a really cool way to talk about bullying. Yeah. I and I mean, he's he's bullied all the time. Yeah. I think it. I think it's a little, you know, they take shots at bullies as though bullies only exist in right. movies or right. something. You know, the the only bullies we have to talk about are, you know, these total stereotypical ones that you see in movies. Not right. like, you know, because his, his uh, friend at one point says, like, if you were bigger and stupider, you'd be, <laughs> you'd a, bully be a bully too. too. That's just yeah. how the world works, right? Right. As long as you're stupid enough, you're, you're <laughs> right. a bully. And yet we have like this balance there because his older brother is bigger is about as and is huge right. and about as dumb as you could get. Right. And he's not a bully. He's not a bully at all. It's almost like he's gone too far. Right. He's like too stupid to think of bullying. Right. Or something. Right. He's, just, he's something, just like lost. He's, baseline he's it, like right. in a daze. That's right? awesome. <laughs> but it's weird that his yeah. brother says that. Right. And yet he goes and his brother is not really a bully. His his brother still does say, don't hang out with the weird dude. Right. right. And it's almost like we're trying to get maybe one more little statement in there that, <laughs> that's a good point. That it's like that's still a kind of bullying right. or something, even though he's not the one punching right. you or whatever. But it's just that, the you know, it turned into like a bad PSA on yeah. on bullying. And that's not the story it's supposed to be. Right. This is really a pretty cool story on bullying. Yeah. And not only is it like a pretty cool story just on bullying, and it's kind of interesting, I guess, if you're going to go paranormal, then you want to go with like witch trials because if you can, yeah. 
I mean, right. because if, if that option's there, you don't pass that by, right? Right. Um, so that's obviously where this comes from is, you know, the town and the witch and the burning. And apparently these people really, like, died from the curse or whatever. They're all yeah. buried together, and it's all like, here lie the people right. to, who all died of the curse or whatever happened. But so they build the whole town up. And, and what we get basically is is the witch who, you know, was bullied enough to, like, snap and turn into a bully. Like, eventually, right. if you're bullied enough... Right, that's the end lesson. The, the being meanness, right. you know, will come out of you, too. And, right. and I don't know. I mean, so as a book, I really like the story. I like, yeah. I like the way they're talking about it. I like that it's this, you know, kind of dopey kid and... And the other thing that's kind of weird about it, and maybe good, and, you know, I don't know, but he never gets especially bullied in a way, right? I mean, he gets harassed and he gets picked on and teased and stuff like that. And now, you know, all the anti-bullying people are going to start writing in. Right. But he doesn't get, like, beaten or, you know, like tied no to the back of a no car temple. or something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very... Little kid bullying. You're going right? to get a lot of emails. Yeah, I know. It's very, like, little kid bullying. Like, right. you're calling people names, and you're just making fun of them. Everyone at his school, like, backs out of the way so he can walk by because they don't want to be near him. Right. Which now it's like, are they all bullying him, or is it just the yes. one kid? I mean, Because <laughs> yes. I don't want a lot of emails. Yes. They are that is bullying the official, him as a social entity. The official stance is... No, but I mean, there's bullying and there's bullying. Right. And I mean, you know, so, and I think that's actually interesting, like that we have the older brother who says, he's the weird dude, don't be around right. him, which is its own kind of bullying, right. kind of. Right. But I mean, you know, when I went to school, <laughs> when I went to school and was at something like an age of Norman, right? Right. If you weren't bleeding, right. like, you had not been bullied. Right. Uh, you had been teased. Your average bullier takes whatever, your lunch right? money and punches you and, you know, right. but, takes your bike and throws it in a river. <laughs> all these things. Yeah, okay. That's, we get it. You were the cool that's kid a, in school. That's a little different high school. No, I totally <laughs> well, high was not school. the cool, no, totally was was not cool kid middle in middle school. school. Uh, kids. But so I, I think you're right that everything that went wrong with this movie, because I think there is a lot of good stuff. I think it all gets buried yeah. in trying to make it feature length. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, when we walked out, I said, I said, I don't have a problem with the cast. We were both amused that we were picking up voice actors before we knew who was in it. You had zeroed in on Tempest Bledsoe, and I was fixated on Casey Affleck. And, right. and I, I, won't even, I won't even go through his real name. For I, just, me. I just call him McLovin, you know, because I don't right. want to go through Christopher Mintz Peace's name. But... Um, you know, every time Casey Affleck was walking and in, in, as a character talking around, I'm like, God, just keep saying something. I know it's you, I know. you know. But I, when we walked out, I didn't have a problem with the cast. I didn't have a problem with the the look. I don't know how you could have a problem with the look. It's a beautiful looking, you know, piece of animation. It, and I don't even have a problem with the premise. It's just the story. And there's a difference there. The premise is let's tell a story like what you've just just said, which is, let's use this as a vehicle to tell the story and we'll be subtle about it. But that really wasn't the way they chose to do it. They chose to make the story this heavy-handed delivery that is never more so deliberate than in the last 20 minutes of the film when you're getting the climax of the story. And it's it's one extended... I was even giggling. I don't know if you heard me when we were watching the film. The movie in the last 20 minutes really loves these extended fades to white. Right, and the fade outs to white, the burns and the dissolves to white screen. Um, the guy diagonally in front of us was like always shielding his eyes because it was too bright. Um, but they stretched on for like four or five seconds every time, and I thought, well, they do this enough, they'll get another minute or two out of that as right. well. Right. You know, that was how much I was aware that they were trying I, to. I actually this thought movie. no, exactly. I, I actually thought so those weird. things were cool. The first two times. The first times. one I liked. The second one I accepted. The third one I'm like, oh my god, seriously? <laughs> right. Like, how many more of these are we going to get? I thought it was cool the first two the times first. they did it just because it was so weird. Yeah. And, and it was. And it, it was like, 
fit with what was going on, and it was kind of cool. But even <laughs> those, even the first ones that I liked, you still were just all like sit, staring at the blank screen for yeah, maybe longer like, than you absolutely had right. to, right? And I don't know if this is the kind of movie where you know you can really get behind going. That was my artistic intention yeah, no, was to do no. this in your brain because was, you had yeah. to sit there that long, like. I know um, <laughs> it makes me think of Solaris now that we start oh, talking yeah. about that. Well, no, it's just those scenes, and they all start centering around when Norman confronts the witch. Right. And they he's trying to basically make her show, and by vehicle of the audience representing through Norman, like make us understand, as if we don't get it already. You know, right. why bullying is bad. Like you said before, too much bullying will just turn you into a bully, and then you've become what you hate and step down, just forgive, forget, go to sleep. You know, and I'm thinking... Okay, I, I get yeah. it. Like, and you know, it's one it's one thing this. like for you to say like as though we don't already get it, but right. you know, I mean, I assume that you're saying because I, I totally agree with you. I think what it is is that it's you know, and anyone would get it. It's right. it, it's really like it gets to a point where you're kind of talking down to kids are a to lot whatever smarter. your audience right. Is. Kids, if right. your if your audience are children, children are a lot smarter than people. Think or remember. They don't need to be browbeaten with them. You right. know, with the so, message and that you the have. way this delivers it, it's a little much. I will say though that um, I thought the way that they uh, worked the with the witch in the story, and then finally we get to that part where he goes into the past. He has these moments where he kind of the world falls away, and then he's like in the past right. or whatever, I and like he those. sees the yeah. things that that are happening. When they had that one, and then he and then he steps back and sees the witch right. when she was on trial. Yep, I was thinking, I bet that's really cool if you were a kid. I bet that yeah. really worked well yeah. for if you're a kid because you watch the whole movie and you're like, you know, the witch, the witch, and getting that kind of reveal, semi surprisey yeah. thing or whatever. I, I when that happened, I I was pretty impressed that. The way that I just thought, I bet that comes through yeah, really good. I agree. So, I mean, there are moments that work. Oh, man. See, now the chat room is distracting chat, the, me. The chat is doing great. I love it. Everyone's it doesn't there. do anything that's noticeable enough. Right. Every once in a while, we you look could over just them. go, okay. And, and apologizing quickly to everybody in the chat. You know, we, we are looking. It's just sometimes the nature of how we're looking at it. We might... We might miss uh, what you're typing in right away, but it's a cool conversation going on in the chat. So, right. no, I just I just look to make sure I wasn't imagining things. Um, I don't think it's necessarily fair to combine, uh, excuse me, to compare this movie with like, say, Corpse Bride or The Nightmare Before Christmas, just because they're stop animated films. Um, you can to an extent, but maybe the easiest thing to do is to take Leica's previous film, Coraline. Which even because Coraline, for me, and I know for you from what we were talking about after the theater, is so well-received. But it's done by the same group of people. You know, Coraline is only seven minutes longer than this movie. And I just, that blows my mind because the feeling that Coraline gives you is a motion picture. It's a movie. And it's got this great story, all these characters, all this sense of danger and climax. And this film, like what you said earlier, I guess maybe the easiest way to think about this movie is... You know, I can't think about it like a TV show because it wasn't. You know, it is a movie, but it feels much more like a PSA. It right. just has this weird. It's pretty unfair to it, compare anything to Coraline. Well, it is, but, but they were the same company, and I think if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna compare this kind of film to something else, then maybe that's the closest thing to it. And it just the reason I brought it up is that it blows my mind that only seven minutes longer. You know, it, 35 minutes into Coraline, and I was like, wow, this is an amazing movie. Right. And it's got so much in common with this because it was the same kind of group that did it. But Coraline is the movie, too. Now, I have to mention this, and we're getting closer, right. you know, to time. But if Coraline gets mentioned, I have to say that in my review of Coraline, <laughs> yeah. uh, my son, Gunner, had his space in my review where he gave his review right. and and he was I think 7 at the time. Yep. And it was like so I put on my review, you know, Coraline review, 7-year-old reaction included or whatever and he had like cool. his paragraph and it was really cool. That is cool. And Neil Gaiman linked to it in his blog. Oh, that's cool. And it was like awesome. That is awesome. So it, it kind of freaked Gutter out. He didn't even know that's what, very what cool. that was about, but that was awesome. But anyway, I, I guess that I, movie was so 
incredible, I think because it just tried to pay attention to being a movie. And it obviously is coming from a book, too. Right. And it, there are parts that are very different from what's yeah. in the book. That one I can at yeah. least speak to. Right, the I've read Coraline, so. Um, that has parts that are very different. That has parts that when my son read it after he saw the movie, then he really got freaked out because there are, <laughs> like, way creepier parts right. in the book than there are than there are in the movie. But translating that book into the movie, uh-huh. it was just about making it a movie Right, telling the story. And and whatever you get out of it, you right. get out of it. And right. this one was, make it into a movie, and you better get this out of it, <laughs> or, or I'm just going to keep right. saying it at you forever. It yeah. was just really overdone. Yeah. Now we even have clips, and I don't even know if there's uh, enough time to play them. But I think we've got, well, we've got plenty well, of time. We've got we can, 10 minutes. We can play them real quick. Uh, we have a couple of clips from interviews, and actually I, wanted, I wanted to play these for like a very different reason. Well, I want to hear them. That now, that I've, now that I've seen the movie... And now I start to wonder a little bit oh, no. if they're talking about the movie I watched. Because oh, when okay. I listen to their interviews, when, when I listen to these clips, right, it, I was more psyched for the movie. Yeah, I was right. Like, I was like, well, that sounds good. Right. I don't know that that's what they actually ended up filming. But uh, this is uh, – Chris. Here's we have a couple of clips. One of them, uh, they're both Chris Butler and Sam Feld, the directors. Chris Butler wrote it. They – equally share credit as right. directors or whatever. And uh, the first one is they're just kind of talking about, I don't know, I guess what they're trying to do with the story okay. itself. The other one, which actually turned out to be pretty cool, is they're talking about Anna Kendrick's character and how Anna Kendrick worked and how right. the character works. She's awesome. I thought she was a strange to- choice to be the teenager, but she she was great. Yeah. In some ways, it's about judgment, you know, and about how we judge other people and other people judge us. And Norman's judged for, you know, being a little odd. And, and Norman judges everyone around him and just thinks, well, everyone's mean, you know, because yeah. uh, they're always treated. Yeah. So, so you know, and through the course of the story, you know, people learn that, you know, that there's more to Norman, that, 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 that this thing that makes him weird also makes him wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, the, and vice versa, Norman actually finds some friends in this hostile world uh, that, that help him, uh, you know, solve the problem and save the world, you know. So he learns that there's good people out there too. She's the cheerleader sister who makes Norman's life miserable. But with, uh, as in with all the other characters in the movie, there had to be something else to them. This is a story about not judging a book by its cover, and that runs through every character in the story. Every single one of them, you think you know them, you look at them, you think you understand exactly what their makeup is, but it's not quite. There is a tenderness to her. There is reason for a lot of what she says. She's actually pretty smart, and just, you know, a 15-year-old cheerleader, you know, that, that dialogue is a lot of fun. And then, you know, Anna Kendrick comes along and she has this bubbly vitality and a real playful nature. And having her voice someone who at times can be a little bit nasty was great fun. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, I think that second one was actually only Chris Butler and Sam Fell only had a couple of yas. But but now, see, listening to that thing, I don't feel like that's actually exactly the movie I watched. No, and, and I think... That, that may be like the screenplay I could right. read. But they, <laughs> certainly, they certainly tapped into exactly what all films and all stories about bullying get to sooner or later, which is, you know, everybody's got something to offer. And the weird people, the, you know, it's not unlikely that the thing that makes them seem strange is the thing that makes them extraordinary. And it right. doesn't have to be that you just see dead people, you know, or anything like that. It can just be that you're not necessarily fitting into whatever social strata that is around you at the time. Um, and I get that, but I don't think they really presented that. Yeah, I don't think to the extent that they're talking about it. Anyway. And it's too bad they could have. Um, yeah, they could have easily, but they they definitely could have. And what I think is especially interesting is that we're talking about Anna Kendrick's character, who is uh, Norman's older sister, right. who is 
cheerleader and 15 years old and is very, in her own special way, stereotypically 15-year-old cheerleader. Absolutely. Um, Just like, I guess, Norman is pretty stereotypically, uh, I don't even know, shut-in recluse young person or something. I don't know. Uh, but she is, and they. I don't know that they really gave us as much as maybe they think they do right. on translating her. Right. At the end, she's different. But did we really, like, progress with her a whole lot? No. I don't think so. No. And that is an especially weird thing because all we've been talking about is how this is too long – we have too many scenes right. that are several minutes long for no reason that could be like 20 seconds long. Yeah. Trim all that stuff they had up. plenty of time. Trim all that yeah. stuff up and let us have a few more scenes with her where right. where she right. does some developing. But we get to where there's a lot of just they're running from zombies. They're trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. But I don't know that we're really progressing. Right. With, even with um, – the older brother. I don't know the I don't know the character's name, but the big the big dopey guy. Mitch. Uh Mitch, sure, that sounds good. Well, <laughs> we'll it, say it's, it's Mitch. Mitch. You can't just say Mitch every time. I'm looking at the screen here. It's yeah, Mitch. Yeah. He's the older brother. Um, you know, we yeah. wanted some more from him too, right? I mean, yeah. they're talking about how every character is, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. And I don't I don't know that he actually like got anywhere in the end. Well, they're using much, him they're but... using him as a very cheesy easy way to reinforce that. Um there's this doesn't ruin anything about the film. At the end they want to basically say everybody is different than the cover they represent. And you know, she's basically asking him out on a date. Oh right. We and do... he says he turns out to be a, a a gay athlete. He's just like, "Oh, my boyfriend would love that." Right. You know, and it's this thing where you're supposed to realize okay, all these so we assumptions do, you've made. Okay, so we do we do kind of get it. Right. But it's not like um you know, I don't know. It's not. It's not like we peel away the layers no, of the character and, it's, and, and it's find just out this thing that they felt that they could throw away. And it's not that he has to meet any stereotypes, or that he doesn't have to be a stereotype. It's just this thing that is decided that you look at this guy and you think you know exactly all there is to know about him. And they reinforce it later when there's an incredibly, you know, important scene for uh, Norman. Mitch is in the background just lifting books because he needs right. to lift weights. You know, right. he's like, oh right. yeah, that burns. Feel the right, burn. Right. You know. And and what they do is they they enjoy perpetuating the stereotype, if only to try to show you how wrong you were for believing their so, stereotype. Right, so that they can change. And it. Yeah. that's you know that's a bit of a dirty trick, but they wanted to do it. <laughs> but no, we don't get anything from her. You know, it's not that she does a full 180 degree turn. She's still this person, but at this but one moment she decides to stand up for her little brother, and then right. she kind of backs away from it too in the moment she's like i don't even know why i don't even i can't believe all this is happening to me and uh, i didn't think they did what they thought they did no i i don't think so either and i think just like you said if this had instead been something they wanted to translate into like an hour on tv would have been great where you have you know it's actually 45 minutes or something because we have some commercials commercials in you know whatever whatever even if maybe it was even if it was maybe the same t- amount of time you're watching it, like if it was 90 minutes on right. TV with commercials, but everything that we can, everything yeah. we can cut out for the commercial time we'll need and, and layer it down that right. way. That might've worked, but it was just so full of other stuff and it was so yeah. simplistic in everything it was doing. All right, let's, so, let's get to our, let's get to the end here. All right. What's your, what's your rating? Really thinking the way I think about, bad films is, you know, are they below average? And I thought story-wise, it's terribly below average, but it was so much fun to look at. Do I justify giving it that score instead? I I guess I'm going to give it two stars. You know, in my mind, it is below average. And just because it's great to look at is not a reason to suggest that it's a better movie than it is. It's a better looking movie than the story gives it, but it's not. Right. It wasn't that great. I'm probably, it's, do this a lot where yeah. um, one of us rips on it and the other doesn't, and we're still pretty close. <laughs> right. I mean, I still said 
mostly negative stuff the whole the well, whole time. You were you were a smart man. I think it's probably like two and a half, and yeah. you know, I almost want to say like maybe two and three quarters. I came close to saying two and a half, but I I mean, you don't like it when I go half stars. I really, I that, would say two and a quarter is what my. my I think that for me, like you were saying, you know, is it below average? I think for me, like saying something is average is bad enough. You know, um, for me to say your average yeah. is is enough of a. Yeah. I don't think there was anything horrible about it. There was I nothing just exceptional think, except the I just VR. think it was it was done wrong, and it yeah. was kind of a weird way right. we were trying to get it out there. Yeah, but I don't think that it was like you know it, it was terrible in this way. Not or a, it was kind of fun, and I bet kids like it. We're going to run I'm out sure of time like for the live it, show. So. All right, we'll but we'll end it off then. We might we might as well just end. But yeah. uh, tune in next week. And thanks a lot for listening. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.